Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Sensible or Cynical Reviews. My name is Sean. Today, I revisit the classic Freddy vs. Jason. You know, the crossover of A Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. And if you remember, um, I had a guest for the Saw podcast. We talked about the epic... Saw franchise, and I had Darren on from Ghoulish Creations. He will be joining me today to recap this iconic 2003 horror film featuring Freddy Krueger and the one and only Jason Voorhees. And with me on the line, once again making his second appearance on the podcast, the owner of Ghoulish Creations, Darren. What's going on, bro? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for coming back. <laughs> Anytime. You came back for more, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking a little bit off off uh, air, and I was telling you about my phone. I got lucky with it last month. So I was paddleboarding. I was telling you this, but I'll tell the audience. So I was paddleboarding with my uh, brother and his friend, and I forgot what he was throwing me. Oh, he was throwing me sunscreen because I'm, I'm white as hell. So he was throwing, he was throwing me, like, you know, SPF, whatever it is, you know? And I'm like, all right, I played sports. I can catch it. So I got a little cocky with it. <laughs> I got a little cocky with it because it's paddleboarding. You know, it's a big-ass board. I mean, you have to be really bad, like, to flip it. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's overrated. I mean, people are like, oh, you got to keep your balance. Like, once you actually do it, it's easy. And not only yeah. did I not only did I not catch the sunscreen, <laughs> but my phone caught the water. I went all, yeah, I went in, man. That's terrible. No, no you can't save it. So what happened to you? You tell me you had a story similar to that? Yeah, well, my, my cat uh, knocked over my Red Bull on my MacBook, and it spilled all over the keyboard. Uh, like, oh, man. <laughs> the rice trick. Yeah, I ran, I got some rice, put it in there, and uh, I left it in there for overnight. But, <laughs> um, unfortunately, rice actually, there's little vents on your, the back of the MacBook Pro. If it's folded completely, mm-hmm. you can't really see it, but if it's open... You know, there's little vents on the bottom, and uh, <laughs> it actually ended up getting in there, and it would it would actually like cook inside of it because it was getting yeah on, uh, being on the board. I had to take apart the bottom piece and all the screws on the bottom, and then I had to clean them all out. It actually still is working. Let's get to um, the subject at hand: Freddy versus Jason, 2003. This is sensible or cynical review. So we both watched it, and uh, we're here to recap it. So. Obviously, this is a crossover of Friday the 13th and The Nightmare on Elm Street. So, tell me about, like, your history with both franchises. Did you see both of them, like, when you were younger? Oh, yeah, I always watched uh, both of them, you know, at a very young age. And, uh, you know, I, I love those movies because they were part of the, the Golden Three. I mean, you could count my other face in there, too, as, like, a Golden Four. But, um, primarily, it was always Freddy, Michael, and Jason at the... Usually at the top, but um, I'd watch those movies like religiously. And uh, growing up with all of them, they were just, there was something so, I don't know, like nowadays, like the, the movies don't have that, like, it's hard to describe like that. I guess it's more nostalgic, I guess. But, you know, those movies back then were like, I don't know, they were a lot more terrifying when you were a, a lot younger. You know, nowadays, everybody's probably afraid of different different horror movie characters but <laughs> yeah you know. well typical typical corny you know teenage acting 
I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, the 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 Mary fuck kill, you know, on the Three Stooges. I thought that gimmick was funny at the house party. Yeah. So yeah, at, the, at the very first scene, yeah. Like you agree with me, right? The acting on the on the kids was terrible, right? But that's not the point of the film. <laughs> Well, that's the point. They probably got. They probably had very limited experience. I'll, I'll take that back. There was one that was decent. I mean, Lori was obviously, but she's a main character. Uh, she thinks she did a good job. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about like the extras, all the friends at the parties. Those were terrible. But oh, yeah, yeah. the I'm one girl that sacrificed. Yeah, the one girl that sacrificed herself. I forgot the one at the very end was that was getting that was making fun of. Uh, I was making fun of Freddie, and then Jason did her in. I forgot her name. Child. Was that her that was in that? Yeah, that was her. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that was her. Oh, shit. Yeah, she was legit. Believe it or not, yeah, she did a, a good job, I thought. Um, I, I really, it was weird, like, the Jason Ritter's performance was, was a little strange. Mm. He always looked like uh, he was... Like somebody farted in his face, or <laughs> or he was like constipated or something. But it, was, it always seemed like he was like, I don't know, like his facial expressions mm-hmm. were like really like forced. It seemed like. You know, I just watched the shit, and I'm like, I'm like, could they get more corner with the openings? But, and I, I kind of like how the scenes were when like Jason was on fire. Those were hilarious. <laughs> Do you remember the scene? It was at like a party, one of the party scenes. And like the fat guy was making fun of, uh, tried to light Jason on fire, or he did light him on fire, yeah. and then yeah, he yeah. killed his, and then he killed his friend, and then he killed him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or no, 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 he killed his friend. So the fat dude lit Jason on fire, and then Jason came out of the, came out of the, was it cornfields or something, and killed that dude. Yeah, there was uh, his machete that was on fire, <laughs> and, uh, and it, it went through his his chest. That's his signature like deal there. Too, the yeah, that, the, awesome. that comes in play at the end of the movie. So let's yeah. let's talk about like what your memory of. Let's first talk about like Freddy. Let's we can separate them too. So Freddy Krueger, right from Nightmare of Elm Street. What is it about yeah. that character that you like so much? He is like the the ultimate like boogeyman in the sense where he comes to get you in your dreams, and if he he kills you in your dreams, you're you're dead. He was in a fire or something. Yeah, he was like a, a child murderer. They imply that he's, you know, a sexual predator. And, uh, you know, the, the townspeople um, get together and and they ended up killing him. They burn him alive in the house. And then, uh, you know, he comes back. Yeah. You know, when you're little, those were pretty terrifying. This was the eighth Nightmare on Elm Street film. They counted this for both franchises and then like the 11th, Friday the 13th film. But like... So Jason, Jason Voorhees, obviously, what? Um, and that's your, that's one of your signature, the, the divert to your uh, business, Ghoulish Creations, like we have mentioned, and you've been on the show before, obviously, like I said, and so that's yeah. your main thing is Jason Mass, right? So you could probably talk about Jason for quite a while if you wanted to, right? The influence he's had on your like business. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I mentioned maybe the last time I was on, but uh, you know, my brother used to tease me because. I would always get freaked out, and uh, you know we have a crystal lake actually by uh, in the next town over. So he would always be like, you know, that's where Jason's from. 
and uh, uh. You know, it just creeped me out. And uh, it just it, it was always frightening to me, like when uh, you know we had a babysitter. That was the time where there was a lot of babysitters. I don't know if that happens that much anymore, but mm. um, I'm sure it does here and there. But uh, you know, I remember this time where we watched uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I, I forget which one it was. It was probably I think I want to say it was part four. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's when I, I started getting infatuated with masks because Tommy Jarvis's character had all the masks in that. And, uh, you know, it, <laughs> my my babysitter and my brother thought it was hilarious and they locked me in my room. And, uh, you know, my mom was, wasn't coming home for a while, but they mm-hmm. locked me in there and I was yelling, screaming, crying. And I kept hearing noises up there and I thought Jason was going to come and get me. And, that's terrible, man. That was a long time ago. That was that was uh, back in the day, as the kids say, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably like, I don't know, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe even younger. I don't, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, my mom ended up getting home, and uh, she fired the, the babysitter immediately. Oh, and that was funny. Yeah, my mom wasn't playing around. So. Oh shit! Because <laughs> I told her what happened, and uh, yeah, she got really mad actually. But um, but yeah, that, that was. No, and I, I, for some reason, you know, I just always liked that feeling where I, I would get scared out of my mind. And mm-hmm. I just kept wanting to watch them more and more, as, especially as I got older. Well, obviously, Jason in the Friday the 13th movies, he drowns, right? Yeah, when he's a little, uh, he just said that, uh, as, as Pam McGorry says, that uh, the counselors were out fornicating. And, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the story. They, yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't paying attention to <laughs> the And uh, which is interesting too, because uh, in this one, in Freddy vs. Jason in particular, they they kind of make it out to and I, you know this could be just from Jason's point of view, but um, it seemed like those those kids in this flashback sequence that they had were pretty much murdered them because they, they were mm-hmm. you know teasing them and they like pretty much pushed him into the lake and then he drowned. So yeah. I like how they kind of told the backstory enough. It's been a long time since I've seen either one. So they tell enough of the backstory for you to get, oh, that's Freddy Krueger from this. You know, they reference each, like the crossover, like the the writers, I forgot their names. Uh, I have their names written down, but I think it's like, I don't want to, Darren Shannon and Mark Swift. I think yeah, that, I think those are names. So those were the guys that um, also did uh, Friday the 13th later on, I think. Yeah, yeah, the 2009. And then Ronnie Yu was the director. He, I didn't know until I was doing my research for the podcast. He directed Brighter Chucky from 98. That's crazy. Yeah, I actually like I liked, uh, Brighter Chucky. So I find it interesting that Freddy gets jealous. You know, Jason comes, I guess, to his turf in a sort of sense. Right. Because I find it interesting. I wrote it down. Basically, in some sort of sense, it was like, welcome, children, welcome to my nightmare or something. So he was using the fear in, in children. Right. Is that was his concept, Freddy's? Yeah. So basically, uh, the concept was that uh, the parents of, of this movie, you know, they were they sent all those kids that had the dreams and they sent them to Weston Hills and they were giving them hypnosis, a drug that I guess suppresses your dreams so you can't remember them. And uh, 
you know, they, they did that so everybody would forget Freddy. So that way, if you remember in, in the, the first um, Nightmare on Elm Street, if you didn't believe in Freddy, he has no power. So that's like nobody believing in him or nobody even remembering his name gave him absolutely no power. So he resurrected Jason to put fear back into him so then they could start remembering about Freddy. And that way he can come back into their dreams and use that power to you know, become as strong as he was yeah. so he could kill him. But if you remember, <laughs> Freddy technically really only kills one person in that, that whole entire book. Yeah. Jason pretty much takes the, <laughs> the cream of the crap on that one. I, I think he killed, I, I, I might be misquoted on this, but I think it's about 18 people. Yeah, it's crazy, man. My favorite parts are just when he just goes to the party and just says, all right, I'm going for you, you, you. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, this shit's crazy. It was total chaos. Yeah. So am I wrong in, in saying that the main idea of the film kind of was around Freddie, uh, Freddie um, like, using Jason and then and then getting jealous because Jason was starting yeah, was to kill the kill yeah, Freddie's was- children? Yeah, that, exactly. That's why, you know, that's why he started fighting him, because he was getting jealous that he was taking all the kills away from him. Yeah. So he couldn't gain more power as each, as every person that he killed, he gets stronger and stronger. But because Jason kept killing them, <laughs> he was getting angrier and angrier. And then that's yeah. why they ultimately end up fighting. Yeah. So what's your favorite, like, scene of the movie? I, I would probably say that the scene where... Uh, Monica Keenan brings Freddy back or into the real world, and uh, you know they're in that like cabin in Crystal Lake, and uh, there's fire in there. And then Freddy realizes he's like, "Holy shit! Like I'm in the real world now." And he's got this expression like, "Oh," fuck. and then Jason's there, and then they start fighting. I think that's my my favorite scene in the whole movie, and that like the fight in that that sequence right there in that that house. Is- yeah. So, and also the scene at school was pretty good too, where like when Will shows up and that the other kid was like was freaking out Lori by saying, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah," was yeah, saying, "Oh, it's uh," was he saying it was Freddy? Was he talking about Freddy? Or was he talking about Jason? He was talking about one of them. He was talking about Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. Was, yeah, because he was he was saying that he had the same dream that he had. You know, he was started uh, reciting that. Uh, you know, one, two, three, <laughs> four, yeah. <laughs> that scene here, you know, those lines were kind of cheesy, but, you know, whatever. I think he I think he made them his own, though. I, I think he kind of, you know, did the best he could as far as, you know, he was kind of backed in the corner there with the writers, maybe. But I think, I think he did a good job, honestly. I, I think Mark was the, the strongest, aside from uh, Lori, mm-hmm. as far as the characters go. Catherine and Spell did a good job, I think. Uh, you know, the cop did a good job, too. The cop, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to help you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that kind of was from uh, Dead Man on a Campus, which I, I, I vaguely remember that movie, but uh, mm-hmm. it's been years since I've seen it, but I just remember it from that. How do you think the director did? I do think he did a really good job. I The movie looks, um, yeah, I think it looks great, honestly. Like, and I... I like uh, how he kind of he 
he described it too in an interview. I think uh, he said that he kind of wanted it to be like kind of like a WrestleMania type scenario, which I, I think it, it definitely translates well into the film. It's a little, it's a little cheesy though, Darren. I mean, it is 2003, yeah, I mean, but it is 2003, but there are a lot of things I thought were, were cheesy about it, um, especially like the the hookah smoking worm and. I, I don't know. It, like, that part to me was really cheesy. And then, uh, I mean, as far as the fighting goes, I thought that was that, that was well executed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. But there were, there were a lot of cheesy, cheesy things about it, though. Well, I mean, when you're talking about, when you talk about fictional characters, about someone being burnt and drowned, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah there's got to be a little bit of cheese here and there. Yeah. And, uh, and whatnot, but... Mm -hmm. Let's get to the final scene. All right, so set up the scene for me, Darren. What was, what did you see from, like, what was your favorite part of the final scene? Uh, I, I think probably the brutality of it all. Like, it, it was brutal. Like, they were just hacking each other up. And, like, uh, you know, it, that last scene was, was crazy. Like, I, I I just remember, you know, watching it. And, um, and I didn't watch it for years, but... Uh, when Freddy stuck his, his blades in Jason's eyes and there's blood gushing out of his, his eye sockets, I thought that was brutal. And uh, I liked how they, at the end, they kind of killed each other with um, the other person's weapon. You know, Freddy was sticking the machete in right. Jason's heart. And then mm -hmm. Jason came up and uh, pushed uh, his glove through in the middle of his chest. I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, my favorite part was I think Lori. That was her best scenes. I think they did. She did a really good job with that. She just looked. Yeah, they sold her magnificently. She looked like some sort of badass. The blood and yeah. the water and. Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, she wants. Yeah, I like her. Um, I like her monologue to Will. She was like, "Will was it was Will, right? Yeah, Will was telling her to get like to leave, and he's and she's like, no." He killed like basically my entire family. It's personal because you remember the uh, she thought that her father killed her mom, but in reality it was Freddie. Yeah, yeah. And the father kind of hid it from her. Is that am I right on that? Yeah, he, he tried to cover it up. Yeah, it was really Freddie. So it was personal to her. So she was like, "I'm going to see his death." And uh, Freddie and Jason were just a, a draw. So, uh, give me the uh, the final rating, uh, Darren. Uh, what are we doing it on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, 1 to 100. 100, oh man. Um, I'm probably going to give it... Uh, Rotten Tomato style. Say 70. 70? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, there could have been things that I would have liked to see them do. Um, you know, I, I know they went more of a sympathetic kind of Jason, which they, you know, they kind of made him into a Frankenstein in this one, where he's tall, bulky, or not, not necessarily bulky, but like more, like taller, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess more, more lean. It, it's just almost a, a comedy at that point, like it, you know, there's a, uh, it's just... At that point, the whole thing's a, the whole thing's a comedy. It's, yeah, it, of it's sorts, a mockery, of sorts. You know, But that's the but that's the premise of a crossover film, right? You're merging two franchises together, so inherently they're gonna mock itself. They're gonna mock each other. Right. 
Because they're not they're not singular. It's not Freddie by himself. It's not Jason by himself. So they're gonna in you know what I'm trying to say? They're gonna inherently be mockeries of their own franchises. Just by being a crossover film. Right, exactly. And uh you know, this was definitely more so a Freddy movie than a, than a Jason. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And you know, yeah, that just shows. Like, it, I I just wonder like how it would have played out if it were a different actor that played Jason, or you know, like if there's things that I wish they would have done with this movie, but it took years and years and years for those to come out because. You know, this was supposed to happen after Jason Goes to Hell, which was, I think, and I can't even remember off the top of my head, but I want to say that it was like 93, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was even later than that. I don't know. But I can't remember. Maybe 98. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> Something like that. And, uh, you know, even Kane Otter, he was the one at the end of Jason Goes to Hell that, he, you know, the, the Freddy Glove comes up and it pulls the Jason mask down back to hell. He, he was who played Freddy right there in that scene where right. he, he wore the glove. And it was just, it was kind of like a slap in the face to him. And I, I think he got really screwed over as far as, I think he should have played that that part. But there would have been, you know, I don't know if Robert England's going to play Freddy one last time, but if he does, that would be really cool. I hope so. There's a reason why this, these movies have been around for decades and decades is because it can sit for 17 years, you know, 20 years if it's not out till 20, you know, 23, and it's not going to go anywhere because it's that legendary. Like I'm 33, so if I tell, so if I talk to, you know, a kid, you know, that's like 19 out of, you know, just hypothetically I run into him, you know, somewhere, you know what I mean? And I say, hey, Freddy vs. Jason, I bet he'd know who he is or who they are. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. I think so too. <laughs> so it so it can sit dormant for or dormant, whatever the term is, dormant. Yeah, for years. It's a it's been a sensible review. I think I think seventy is good. Actually, well, you you didn't tell me your side of. Uh, oh what? Oh, you put me on the spot. Uh oh, look yeah, at you. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, wanna, I actually want to know your your thoughts on, on this one. Uh, well, I'm not the horror expert though, Darren. You are. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just buffing <laughs> um, or stalling, I guess. No, um, uh, I don't know. I'll probably go a little higher than you, seventy-five. <laughs> like a nice, a nice mid-range, like my GPA in high school, <laughs> seventy-five. <laughs> no, it's, it was good, man. Like, but it's all cheesy shit, like. You know, I mean, you can't get more cheesier than Freddy vs. Jason. I mean, it's pretty cheesy. But at the same time, this, there's scenes that are pretty fucking, like, great. You know? Yeah. I don't know who the choreographer is, but at certain times, there is good choreography. Um, I, what's, your, uh, what's your social media, Darren? Go ahead and plug away, man. All right. You can find me at uh, ghoulish underscore creations. On Instagram, and that's usually all I, I typically use, honestly. Um, that's the best way to get a hold of me. All right, well, you're on the you're the official you're in the official two timers club, bro. There's only been <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I think there's only been like three or four two timers. So you're right you're right in there. Well, that's awesome, man. But all right, Darren. Well, I appreciate your uh, your time tonight, man. Yeah, 
appreciate uh, having me out again. And uh, you stay you stay safe up there, okay? All right, you too. Thanks, man. Okay, there you have it. That was the sensible or cynical review of Freddy versus Jason. Please let me know. Was it a sensible or cynical review? I feel like you know, seventy from Darren, seventy-five from me. I feel like that was about right, and that's you know what I predicted going into the episode. You know, average. So thanks for listening to this episode. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Also, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it would be highly, highly appreciated. And once again, this has been a simple or critical review.